Amen. Let's do it.
without the love of Jesus, without the love of Jesus. Without the blood of Jesus. Without the blood of Jesus. He bled and died. been a favorite of mine because it allows me 
to express how much I really love you, Lord. I love you because your love never changes for me. Your love doesn't depend on my actions. It's not indifferent. It's patient. It's kind. Man, your love is ever consistent in my life. That's why I love you. You bring joy in sorrow. My God, you're my hope for tomorrow. You bring peace in my storm. You are the air I breathe. Come on, fulfill me and tell him how much you really love him. Lord, I love you. Yes, I love you.
I get it all back. That was the wrong neighbor. Turn, turn on the other side and tell him I've been missing some stuff in my life. But tell him today is the day where I snatch everything back. Now if you really believe that, would you clap your hands even in advance for everything the Lord is going to give you back? Dr. Bryant, when I was in seminary at Virginia Union School of Religion at Virginia Union University, my, all right, God bless you over here. My New Testament professor was a man by the name of Dr. Boykin Sanders. Dr. Boykin Sanders taught us something very early on in New Testament exegesis that absolutely sent me into mental duress at first because of my Sunday school theology. He said that when you look at the synoptic gospels being Mark, Matthew, and Luke, synoptic meaning the same, that one of the things you will quickly and readily discover that although they are the same in substance, they are not the same in order. That when you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you will discover substantively that they have the same stories in them, the same lessons, the same incidents, the same activity, the same Miracles, But what you will quickly discover is that when you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the stories are not necessarily in the same chronological order in all of those books. You can find a miracle story in Matthew in a place that it's not in Mark. And you begin to wonder if somebody was off, if... The person through oral tradition that told them the stories got it wrong if they had their timing off because a story in Mark can follow a story that it does not follow in Matthew or in Luke or conversely. Dr. Sanders went on to tell us that the reason you see that is not because they had made a mistake. But that you had to remember that each of the gospel writers were writing post-resurrection. They were writing after the resurrection and they were not writing as chroniclers giving out historicity. They were not writing as chroniclers to give us a historical line of everything Jesus did. That these writers were writing as pastors, if you will, Luke as a historian writing to a particular church or to particular people who were dealing with particular concerns and issues. And so the gospel writers wrote their stories and often worded their stories in language and fabric that that church would understand as it related to what that church was dealing with. So is the case in the story that is before us this morning. When you really understand and put this story in its exegetical context of the Gospel of Mark, you will understand that this story is bigger than Mark giving us an example of the supernatural power of Jesus. When you put it in its proper place, you will understand that this particular story is not simply Mark giving us evidence and example that Jesus had the power to give sight to the blind. But this story is found where it is found in the gospel of Mark because of a particular point that Mark was trying to make. And to get that point, you must read what happens before the story and then what happened right after the story. 
right before the story, Dr. Bryant, is the feeding of the 5,000 and a discussion on a boat with the disciples. Right after the story is Jesus inquiring of the disciples, who do men say that I am? Followed by who do you say that I am? Followed by Peter saying, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. This story is couched between those two incidents. Let me see if I can make sense. Jesus feeds the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. That story ends by saying that after the miracle was over, when the disciples get ready to get into the boat to cross the water to the other side, there were 12 baskets of leftovers, which means there was one basket for every disciple. The word of the Lord goes on to say that when they got in the boat, in their excitement, they accidentally forgot to bring 11 of the baskets. So they get on the boat with only one basket. These are 12 hungry black men who have been hungry for a long time now. They held their hunger long enough to help Jesus work a miracle. They are happy because each one of them has their own basket to quench their hunger. They get on the boat and have left 11 and only got one basket. So you got 12 black men who are hungry looking at one basket of leftovers trying to figure out how to divide it up so everybody gets something to eat. They begin to argue amongst each other about how they're going to eat, how they're going to quench their hunger when not only did they leave 11 baskets, watch me, but in the one they have, there is no bread. Jesus hears them having a discussion about bread and he uses that bread to segue into a discussion about the leaven of the Pharisees but they are so consumed with their hunger that they do not hear the warning Jesus then watch this begins to get on them by saying to them why in the world are you arguing about how you're going to get fed why in the world are you in a tizzy of anxiety about how this is going to happen when you all just were with me and I fed more than there are with you than less than you've got in this basket he said y'all are worrying how 12 are going to get fed with one basket when I just fed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread if you really knew who I was you would not be anxious over what's going on but you would say to me Jesus what you just did on the shore we need you to do on the sea because if I did it before I can do it again can I park real quick and help somebody the next time you get worried about how you gonna make it how you gonna get out how you gonna get delivered how you gonna pay the bill you need to let your mind do a flashback to make a forecast that the same God that did it for you before is the same God that's gonna do it now this ain't the first time you've been broke this ain't the first time you've been sick this ain't the first time you've been unemployed this ain't the first time a Negro broke up with you but every time you found yourself in a situation the Lord made a way out of no way so he said if you really know who I am 
of getting anxious, you need to say, God, what you did before. I dare you to touch three people and tell them if he did it before, he'll do it again. If he healed you before, he'll heal you again. If he paid your bills before, he'll pay them again. If he dried your tears before, he'll dry them again. If he rocked you to sleep before, he'll rock you again. If he did it before. And Dr. Bryant, the text ends with him saying this. Do you still not understand? <laughs> Do you still not get it? <laughs> Do you still not see it? And the next verse <laughs> is about a man who can't see. And the story after this one is about the disciples who finally got their sight. <laughs> So that this miracle story is not just about the supernatural power of Jesus. This miracle story is about what happens when you are in Jesus' presence but can't see him. This is a miracle story about what happens when you got Jesus in your presence but ain't got him in your sight. Because there are a whole lot of folk in the church who got Jesus on the boat but ain't got Jesus in their eyes. And the evidence is the way they act when things don't go right. This story to the first century church is about what happens when you got eyes but ain't got vision. It's about when you can't really see who Jesus is. Now, now, Dr. Bryant, what really messed me up about this text is, the text says that some people brought him to Jesus. He's blind, which means he had to be led to Jesus, which means people, watch this, have either had his hands on them or their hands on him to lead him, which means Jesus ain't the first person to touch him. But the other folk that touched him while they could lead him, they couldn't heal him. Because it matters who puts their hands on you. Everybody that touches you can't heal you. Everybody that touches you can't deliver you. Everybody that touches you can't help. And I know why some of y'all ain't shouting. Because the reason you're in a mess right now is because the wrong hand's been touching you. The reason you can't keep a relationship is because the wrong hand's been touching you. The reason you can't get your life together is because I don't know. I don't want everybody touching me. I don't want everybody laying hands on me. I don't know what spirits you got. I don't know where your hands been and you ain't transferring your mess. Do me a favor, act like you're gonna high-five your neighbor and take it back and tell them everybody can't touch me. It, 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 it matters <laughs> who puts their hands on you. Some folk been touching you, but you've been staying sick. Some folk been touching you, but you've been staying blind. That's why you won't leave that Negro, because his touch is good, but he ain't got no healing power. 
Come on, I didn't come all the way to Baltimore just to play cute. It matters who puts their hands on you. So they got him to Jesus. And when Jesus touched him, he saw everything clearly. I came to make an announcement today that the day, today is the day when the right touch gets on your life. And everything that the devil took, it's time for it to be restored. And is there anybody this morning in empowerment who can say, I'm tired of the wrong folk touching me. I'm tired of the wrong folk trying to pray for me. I'm tired of the wrong folk trying to hug me. Today I need Jesus. Jesus to put his hands on me and make my life let me show you how it happens I ain't gonna keep you long there are three things text teach us if you're gonna get the touch that gives you sight so you can stop walking around in the dark first thing text Taylor teaches that you need watch this some faithful friends who refuse to celebrate your weaknesses Um, listen, everybody can't handle your deliverance. Let me try this side of the room because y'all acted phony. Everybody can't handle your deliverance. There, there are some people, God help me, who need you to stay in dysfunction because your dysfunction gives them something to talk about. There are other people who need you to stay in dysfunction because when you stay in dysfunction, you stay dependent on them. And they don't have a life outside of being in your life. They need you to need them for them to feel needed. So the minute you try to get on your feet, you pull the plug on the breathing apparatus of their life. That's why they speak in negativity over you. Because if you get your life, they lose their life. Look at your neighbor and tell them, get your own life. You ain't going to be all up in mine. Watch, watch. You, you need you need some friends who are so committed to your destiny that they refuse to let you stay in anything that's beneath your value purpose and but God help me this morning you, you need some friends who are so committed to you that they will make sure that anything or anybody that's connected to you that's keeping you from being who God called you to be they will agitate the hell out of you until you get up out of anything Texas Texas they brought him they brought him to Jesus y'all sit down I'm just talking they brought him to Jesus they, they brought him to Jesus um Texas doesn't say he has to be brought I'm gonna deal with that in a minute that word brought is a strong word in the Greek cornea text the inference in that word brought is almost like they forced him almost the inference in the Greek Jamal is almost like against his will. Now my question was, if you can't see, why are you bucking trying to get sight? And the Holy Spirit said to me, because 
You can be in darkness so long that light is uncomfortable. You can be in dysfunction for so long that being in something healthy feels abnormal. Your life can be jacked up for so long that jacked up becomes the normality of your existence to the extent that when God gets you out, you do everything to get back in because being in mess is the only place you feel comfortable. So, so you come into some money and you broke in a week because broke feels normal to you. So, so you're, you've been negative for so long that folk that smile you automatically define as fake and phony because in your world smiling ain't normal. Uh, so God gives you a good man <laughs> and you do everything to mess that up because in your world dogs are what you're used to and you're used to being a dog catcher and not a queen so you don't know how to handle somebody treating you right so so they, they, they force him. They, they force him. Um, and, and, and let me tell you how you know you got, let me tell you how you know you got the right kind of friends. And it's in the text. Because these, these kind of friends, watch this, will initiate the intervention of intercession without your invitation. <laughs> I'm going to come get you, don't worry. They, they will initiate the intervention of intercession without your invitation um, um, they, intercession is bringing somebody else's issues before the Lord they bring the man's issues before the Lord but the text don't say he asked to be brought y'all are missing it which means they intervene in his issue without his invitation to even get in his business I need some friends who don't wait on me to ask for prayer but they start praying for me because they feel something in the spirit I need some friends who don't wait till I need it but they do you know why you got out of some of the mess you were in when you weren't even praying to get out because somebody prayed for you do you know why you got out of some situations when you were too dumb to pray for yourself because you had a praying mama or a praying daddy or a praying grandmama or a praying granddaddy i wish i had some of y'all this morning who could say god i thank you for folk that prayed for me when i couldn't pray for myself the old folk put it this way somebody prayed for me had me on their mind took the time and prayed for me would you help me real quick would you grab your neighbor's hand and tell your neighbor you know what the best thing you did today was sit next to me because I'm an intercessor and I ain't gonna wait till you ask I'm gonna start praying for you right now I ain't gonna ask you do you want me to pray you've been looking depressed you've been looking mean you've been looking discouraged I'm putting my hands on you and when I 
pray for you every demon in your house every sickness in your body every trouble in your life has got to come on grab them real quick and tell them this prayer is for you and I ain't even asking your permission this prayer as a matter of fact tell them this next shout is for what God's getting you out of and I ain't gonna ask you can I do it I'm just gonna shout on your come on shout for them real quick let them know you ain't got to shout if you don't feel like it just sit there if you ain't got the energy just sit there if you're too tired just sit there and I'm gonna do it for hey they initiate the intervention of intercession without your invitation. Sit down. The next thing the text teaches us is that you've got to trust God with the process. Um, there are a couple of things God's got to do to get you where he needs you to be. Now watch the text. Text says, watch the words. I love the words that King James Version says. Jesus took him. All right? Now, before it said that, it said the people brought him. <laughs> so the people brought him and Jesus took him. Jesus took him from the people that brought him. <laughs> um the people brought him here. Jesus took him from here. From the people that brought him here. Sometimes for you to get your vision straight, there's got to be a season of separation from some folk that's been bringing you places oh y'all don't like this now for, for, for Jesus to really get you what he needs to get you he has to disconnect you from some people that's been good for you but can't go with you where he's trying to take you y'all and don't ever make the mistake of trying to make people permanent who were intended to be transitional See, the reason some of y'all can't shout is because you got transitional Negroes in permanent places. And their assignment was to bring you, but they don't have authority to go with you. And let them whine, let them suck their teeth, let them say whatever they got to say. But you got to want what he's got for you so bad that you tell them this is a season where I got to disconnect from you. I don't think I'm better than you. I don't think I'm holier than you. I don't think I'm all of that in a bag of chips. But you can't go with me in this season. I appreciate what you did for me. You you my boy you my girl but right now I got to go with just me and Jesus and I got to just separate myself because 
Normally when you hear this kind of preaching on this kind of principle, disconnection, seasons of separation, it's normally followed with the reason being, because folk are demonic, they don't mean you any good, they're negative, they ain't got your best interests. That ain't what happened in this text. This ain't a text of separation from folk who ain't no good for you. Huh? This is a, a text of separation from folk who authentically want the best for you. Uh-oh. This ain't, this ain't disconnecting from bad people. This is disconnecting from true friends. Because their love for you might be the stumbling block in the process. What? What? They might love you so much that when they see what Jesus has to put you through, they might try to block you from going through it because they don't understand it's necessary for you to get where God wants you to be. So he takes him, he takes him, the Bible says he spit. <laughs> now, now, Dr. Bryant, I done heard, <laughs> I done heard everything in the world preached on this text. He spit on him. When folks spit on you, that's nasty. Jesus got to do something nasty to you. Hadn't heard it all. It ain't that spooky. When you really understand biblical days and times and customs. It ain't even that deep. Spit in the biblical day was a medicinal resource. Mm -hmm. um, read the Bible. They used spit as medicine. So Jesus don't do nothing deep here. This ain't spooky. This ain't buy holy water for five ninety five and lay it on your child. This ain't buy the prayer cloth and lay it on your checkbook. Y'all done got quiet now. This ain't it, ain't. it ain't nothing that spooky. All Jesus does is take homeboy to the corner store, <laughs> write a prescription for him. And give him the medicine that is used for eye problems. Now, I said, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me because ain't no preaching that. And the Holy Spirit said, oh, yes, there is. He said, because how many pimp preachers have you heard on TV suggesting to people that taking medicine is lacking faith? He said, how many times have you heard people trying to be deep? Talking about, I don't believe in doctors and I ain't going to take no medicine. I'm just trusting God. Well, this text suggests to me that sometimes medicine is the miracle you need to trust. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm finna help you. If medicine ain't a miracle, please explain to me how God could give the intellectual capacity to a man or a woman to put chemicals together that you ain't never seen before. You put them in your body and you believe it's going to make you well. If that ain't a miracle, I don't know what is. Some of y'all got miracles in your purse right now. And you better be thanking God for every pill you take, for every syrup you take, because that's faith that God will make you well. So he says to the man, he said, in the New International Version, he said, do you see anything? And the man said, yeah, I, I, I see people, but they look like trees. Jesus said, hold up. But Jesus didn't say, hold up. I, that's my translation. <laughs> he said, hold up. I didn't ask you what you see. asked you if you see your problem is God help me you've been in the darkness of negativity so long that you don't even know how to celebrate progress without clarifying it with negativity y'all ain't helping me this morning he said I didn't ask you if it was clear I just asked you if you saw it at all because before I touched you you couldn't see nothing so if you can't celebrate nothing else thank God that is better than it used to be who am I talking to this morning it ain't clear but it's better than it used to be see some of y'all can't shout because you waiting on perfection the devil is a liar I ain't waiting on perfection to shout I'm shouting over progress how many of y'all today ain't ashamed to stand up and say it's better than it used to be? Last year I'd have cussed you out. This year I cussed under my breath. Last year I'd have slapped you in your face. This year I walked away and clenched my fist. Last year I'd have needed a drink to go to sleep. This year I left the drink on the shelf. A month ago I'd have left the garage open for you. This time I didn't tell you you could come over. Y'all done got quiet now. I still say yes but I don't say yes as often as I used to thank you for progress I need you to shake three people's hands and tell them it's better than it used to be I don't have it all together but it's better than it used to be I can't pay all the bills but it's better than it used to be I don't have the job I want but it's better than it used to be I'm still single but I get sleep it's better than it used I need some of y'all to give the devil a nervous breakdown and tell the devil I'm done being negative and I'm going to shout this morning because it's better than come on pull five people tell them better 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 hey so Jesus Jesus touches him again and, and I I had a question I said Jesus um, y'all been to the movies y'all probably just went to see Think Like a Man too. <laughs> you know if you go to the movies during the day when you come out, 
You can't see clearly. Your eyes need time to adjust to coming out the darkness. So Jamal, my question was, but Jesus, dude been in darkness. Why don't you just allow the anatomical, ontological, and physiological process to take place and let his eyes adapt? Jesus said, I couldn't do that because of the answer he gave me. I said, I said, what, what you mean? He said, he told me he saw men or people, but they looked like trees. He said, and, and, and if I risked just letting his eyes process, I risk it not changing. And if he's confused about people and trees, he might start treating people like trees. In other words, he'll start mismanaging relationships and treating people like objects. You know you with somebody who ain't got good sight when they treat you like a tree. They don't speak. You, you, you sit next to somebody might be treating you that way. You sat down next to them and they didn't speak to you. you. They don't open doors for you. They don't say good morning to you. They don't hug you. You got preachers who treat churches like trees. You got 15 members and 12 of them are armor bearers treating people like trees. So Jesus touches him again. I'm done. Touches him again. The text says he saw everything clearly. And there are two things in the King James Version that become concrete evidence that you got clarity. Two things. Concrete evidence that you got. Here it is. Watch what Jesus says. Text says Jesus said, go home. Watch it. And don't go back through the village. Now the village is where he came from. Which is Bethsaida. Which means if Jesus says go home and don't go back through the village where you came from ain't home. Bethsaida in the Bible is a cursed place. So Jesus says, now that you can see, don't go back to cursed places that are beneath your God help me in here today. Here's how you know you got your sight. Because places you've been, you don't go back to. Watch this. When you were blind, you didn't have a choice. Because you just had to go where people led you. But now that you can see, you ain't got to follow nobody else's direction. You can be your own boss. Look at your neighbor. Put your best preaching voice on and tell them there's some things I ain't going back to. I ain't going back to being that broke. I ain't going back to being that mean. I ain't going back to being that thirsty. I ain't going back to being that negative. I ain't going back to being that depressed. I ain't going. I wish I had somebody in here who could stand up and thank God that you got delivered and say there's some stuff I ain't going back to that 
Negro ain't coming back. That Negress ain't coming back. I ain't going back into that situation. I'm not going. Then King James adds one command that the NIV omits. He says, and don't tell nobody. I'm coming for you in D flat. You already know that. Um, now here was my question. You've been blind. Now you can see. I know, I know some of y'all think you know where I'm going. You think I'm going that when the Lord's done something for you and you've been waiting all this time, how do you keep it? To, that ain't where I'm going. Here's where I'm going. If I've been blind and I cannot see, I ain't got to tell nobody. They know something has changed by the way I walk. Because stuff I used to trip over, I step over. Stuff I used to stumble over, I walk around. Grab your neighbor by the hand and tell him, you know how I know I've been changed? Because I don't trip over stuff I used to trip over. I don't stumble over what I used to. I'm stepping over some stuff. I'm walking around some stuff. I'm jumping over some stuff. Because I can see the devil when he's coming. I dare some of y'all to just take a step. I'm stepping over debt. I'm stepping over abuse. I'm stepping over negativity. I'm stepping over abusive relationships. I'm stepping. I'm done. There's Dr. Bryant, you're one of the best scholars I know. I knew where I was coming. There's evidence in the text. Because I know some of y'all are saying, okay, good sermon. Where he get that title from? Jamal Bryant's my best friend. I've learned how to backdoor some titles. <laughs> I, I, I got it back with it. Where'd that come from? There's evidence in the text that the brother wasn't born blind. Jesus said, do you see anything? He said, I see men. <laughs> do you see anything? Uh-huh. I see men. And they look like trees. If he had been born blind, he wouldn't know what a tree or a man looks like. So this is not Jesus giving you something you ain't never had. This is Jesus giving you back what the devil took. I'm gone, y'all. But come on, let's roll out of here. But take your neighbor by the hand and tell your neighbor, neighbor, today is the day that I get it all back. 
that was the wrong neighbor turn on the other side and tell your neighbor neighbor to get it all back that was the wrong neighbor turn around behind you take your neighbor by the hand shake them and rock them rock them and shake them shake them and rock them and tell them neighbor to get it back I'll see y'all next time but is there anybody in here who ain't ashamed today to stand on your feet and tell the devil get your hands off of what you took from me cause the day is the day I get it all back I need somebody who can wave your hand and say I got my joy back I got my smile back. I got my swag back. I got my peace back. I got my mind back. I got my family back. I got my vision back. I got my ministry back. I'm telling you what I know. Four years ago, the doctor told me I'd never preach again. The devil took my voice and told me I was done. The devil took my voice and told me it was over. But four years later, I'm standing here today saying I got it back. I got it back. I wish I had a witness who ain't ashamed right now to shout in the devil's face because he thought he had you but you got it all back he thought you were finished but you got it all back run and find three people and tell them real quick I got it all back and I ain't gonna lose it again I got my joy back and I ain't gonna lose it again I got my family back and I'm not losing it again I got my mind back and I ain't losing it again I wonder do I have any witnesses who can say the Lord will give it back to you the Lord will restore your joy the Lord will restore your mind the Lord will restore your peace the Lord will restore your praise the Lord will restore your business the Lord will restore your family won't he do it won't he do it won't he do it won't he fight your battles won't he make your enemies your footstool won't he give you joy and sorrow won't he give you hope for tomorrow won't he dry your tears oh shucks won't he 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 say yeah yeah Yes, find three people and tell them get it back, get it back, walk out of this church with your mind back, walk out of this church with your smile back, 
Walk out of this church with your joy back. Walk out of this church with your dance back. Walk out of this church with your happiness back. I dare you to get out of your seat and just start walking and say thank you Jesus that you gave it back to me. Thank you Jesus that you restored me. Thank you Jesus that you gave me my power back. Say it. Say it. Say it. And tell them, get it back, 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 get Come on, leave your seat and find you five people and tell them, get it back, get it back, get it back, get it. Take the next 25 seconds and give God the best shout you've given him in three years. Because you got... Wait a minute. We about to do some intercession. This next shout is for him getting his voice back. Shout like he about to get it. Come on, shout like he gonna get it back. Shout like it's gonna be more anointed. Shout like it's gonna be more powerful. Shout like it's gonna be stronger than him. Shout for your pastor like you know he's going to get it. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Because if you shout for him, God's going to give you double because you shouted.
feel something. What? Put a quarter in the meter and pop the praise right here. I said praise. With grace and favor. Come on, clap.
Grace and favor. 